tuning in to another blessed episode of Ask a Black Woman. This ain't just any episode. You are listening to the, the first official interview episode of Ask a Black Woman for 2020 and for the decade. And I have the opportunity, I have the privilege of having Miss Tressa Smallwood, but I don't want to mess up the middle name. So give it to me one time and I'll do it all together. Yes, honey. So it's Tressa Azarel Smallwood. Tressa Hello. Azarel, baby. Yes. And we're going to, of course, go through this at the very end, but that would be um, at CEO Tressa Azarel. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. I appreciate you so much. Thanks for having me. For sure. She is a multi-hyphenate, a woman of many talents. Uh, we're going to, uh, my goal is to highlight, you know, some of the things I found out about them online um, and then get into other projects. But a couple of them that really stick out to me and I don't take for granted, especially with me being here in Los Angeles, now going on five years, amen. But she hey. is a, a publisher and she's also a, um, a filmmaker. So, and then um, I'm going to I'm gonna propose a um question later on in regards to filmmaking with all this new stuff that happened within the last week or so with another very illustrious filmmaker since how you doing though how you doing oh i am fantastic i am blessed i am energized my faith is on ten thousand. i'm just ready to roll hey now you said that you're um you you you're on um la time or whatever you just got back you want to share with the people what you was doing in LA because you're from the DMV area, so you be you yeah. know like hosting this piece. What's happening? Yeah, so you know in the DMV, you know a lot of up and coming filmmakers are here, and you know we we primarily operate as independent, which means that we are trying to find our own funding, mm-hmm. um, and we're really making our own way. But obviously, we know the heartbeat of filmmaking resides in either Hollywood or now Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just spent a week in L.A. Uh, just taking meetings and getting my projects ready for the 2021 through 2023 uh, year. Because as you know, um, you know, when you decide to do a movie, you don't make movies overnight. There's a That's lot of right. planning that goes into it. And so everything that I'm doing in 2020 is already set. And I'm really on a whole nother calendar for 2021 and beyond. So I was there at you know, Netflix, Lifetime, BT, all those great companies just trying to figure out where does a sister land. And it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good stuff. You was moving and shaking out here for a whole week. A whole I, week. I want to take people um, just a little bit back as to how you even came to be. Um, you're a North Carolina native originally, um, but you started out in like education. So give them a little, like a little snap, like how did that happen? How did you go from that? And I know a little bit of the backstory, but I don't want people to hear it in your own words. Yeah. And I like sharing it too, because you know, it, it makes you, um, it makes you understand that it could happen to you too, no matter where you're from. Um, because I, you know, obviously I was born in North Carolina, was there into, um, I guess until like maybe 14, 15, moved to the DMV area and, I never thought about making movies. Um, I ended up going to college in uh, Maryland and, you know, I became a school teacher. Mm -hmm. And in 2001, I just happened to go on bed rest because I got pregnant with my daughter, Bailey, who is now 18. That tells you how long ago that was, right? 
And um, so I got pregnant. I don't do well with pregnancies. The doctor put me on bed rest. And as most of us, when we get hit with, you know, some type of uh, decision that changes our lives, we think of it as a negative. Mm -hmm. Um, I had no idea that that was going to be a catalyst for changing my entire life. Uh, During that time period on bed rest, I ended up writing a book, not because I always had a strong desire to write one, but because I didn't have nothing else to do. Hmm. And I I had the skill set. And so I had a family member who said, hey, you should write a book. You know, you're really good at writing. And I'm like, write a book? I don't even know where to start. Hmm. Um, And so because of my background as a school teacher, I know that when you write anything, you need an outline. And so I did very well with the writing process. Um, I had to study a lot, though, to figure out how to get distribution and how to make my book a bestseller. Mm -hmm. Uh, But because I took that time to study and I had mentors, um, when I launched the book uh, in 2022, it became an instant bestseller. Mm -hmm. Um, I sold 5,000 copies in the first two months and Mm -hmm. was like, whoa, I don't think I'm going back to work. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I made 40 grand with those book sales in that short Mm -hmm. period of time. But just think, as a school teacher, um, I have a master's in education. I was mm-hmm. only making forty-two grand back then. Mm-hmm. So, so like, yeah, okay. yeah, the light bulb went off. Now my husband was looking at me like I had twelve heads. Okay, he was <laughs> like, "Girl, what's wrong with you? What you talking about?" But I told him, like, listen, with any dream, you gotta put forth the effort and to make it really happen. And I told him, I'm going to build a publishing house. I'm gonna publish others. I'm gonna teach them to duplicate my success. I'm going to write other books. Again, everybody around me, naysayers, looking at me like, this girl's crazy. Hmm. And, but I was committed. And so I did that. By 2005, I was already making like 450K a year. So it it changed the trajectory of my life, of my children's lives. Because as you know, anytime you put content into the earth, whether it's books, films, anything um, that you can copyright any of your intellectual property that changes your life and your family's life forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm just glad that all of that happened at the time. Did I think it was great? No, I was like bed rest. I got to sit on this bed and ring this little bell and what's going on here. And you know, hard work. People don't like hard work, but it pays off. Now, and I'm just you so talking glad. about six months, I would, and I want to definitely, I want to co-sign. I had a similar, um, situation I had a surgery back in 2014 that had me bedridden for two months and I remember when I had to you know prep prep for that because I couldn't do anything for myself at all either and my dad he was like you know you really um here's my net get get some Netflix down here and all this kind of stuff you need to basically the whole tv thing and I was like, oh, no, I ain't trying to go out like that or whatever. And I didn't write a book, but I mean, a book per se. But I'm telling you, I cleared a whole notebook because I come from the poetry side. But I wrote so much. It's like it really, my muscle gained. So, like, to people that that's listening, something about being in that cocoon, if you find yourself in a space where it breaks up your normal way of moving around, uh, your creativity can, like, just exponentially increase because of that yeah. and, and she's the like she's got receipts y'all yes honey so. lots lots of receipts <laughs> mm-hmm. so 
then you so let's um take it from there how um you went because you have two companies you have um mega my media yeah. but then the publishing company is what changing let me get my words together yeah, it's like life changing books life changing books yeah so life changing books came first yeah and you got all of these authors that you're helping to publish and then go ahead and let them know how that went over into um mega mind yeah yeah so you know again by 2005 i was publishing other authors um i started helping people duplicate my success because you know, a lot of times people think that you have to have like this big publishing house behind you. Mm -hmm. um, and so I started going on the road teaching people that you don't have to have a big publishing company behind you. You just have to put, give yourself some time and get the knowledge. And so because of that, I have now helped over 2000 authors publish their books. Wow. Um, under my own personal publishing house of life changing books. I only sign authors if I feel that you have a project that's worth me personally investing my money in. You. Um, and so I've that's been over 164 titles. Mm -hmm. So by 2013, I said, you know what? I need to start turning some of these books into movies. Mm -hmm. I had no idea how to do it, but I knew that if I took the same strategy and the same mindset of, I know I can figure out how to do this, but I got to get the right people. See, the thing is, a lot of times people are so cheap that they don't want to hire the right folks who know what they're Ooh, doing. We listen, no Honey, yep. So I knew, I was like, listen, I know a lot of people that wouldn't hire me to help them with their books because they thought they didn't want to pay me. And now they put uh -huh. out books where the pages are falling out and the words on the back cover are, are stretching over to the other side. And I'm like, you know, it, it's, you got to invest in yourself. And so because I know that, when it mm -hmm. came to doing movies, I went out and I got great directors, great mm -hmm. cinematographers. Um, everybody who worked on my set was amazing. And so my very first movie, which was a book to film adaptation. Um, was it The Sinners Wanted? Was that it was one? Secrets. It's called okay. Secrets. The, the book itself is mm -hmm. called Secrets of a Housewife. And if, if okay, people okay. follow me on at CEO Azarel, you'll kind of see all of those projects. Um, but it turned, it went from Secrets of a Housewife to the movie Secrets. Um, in 2016, we aired it at ABFF, uh, African American Black mm -hmm. Film Festival. And we just aired it in hopes of getting some exposure. Well, BET it. saw it, they loved it, and they licensed it to go on their network. So you can actually watch Secrets, the movie, on BET right now. Um, if you yes. get online, yep. If you get online and you type in secrets and type in my name, Tressa Azarel Smallwood, it'll pop up and you can just see what time that it aired. Um, but that was my very first movie. And so the reason why that movie was successful was again, because I hired the right people. Um, from there, once I realized that I could have great success, I said, you know what? I'm going to take my entire book catalog and start turning it into, into movies. And that's what I've done. I've, I'm, I've finished four movies thus far. I'm working on my fifth movie as we speak. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just been phenomenal. And so I try to travel the country letting other filmmakers know that it is possible you just have to learn you got to be willing to learn you got to be willing to, to get that knowledge under your belt because we don't want to I want to shine a light on one of your really um big projects that that I was like dang like she got some names I recognize with them on the all in because y'all won tell them about all in yeah y'all was, was 
Yeah, so with All In, that was actually my my third movie. Um, in 2019, June of 2019, we actually won at ABFF for Best Feature Film. Um, yes, and All In features uh, Little Mama, uh, Rob Riley, uh, Jim Jones, Tracy Braxton, Elise Neal, Lyric Heard. So a lot Next. of great names. Names, y'all. Yeah, yeah. And so we're really excited. We're really proud of that project. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't really think we were going to win Best Feature. And, I, you know, I shared a story about how my sister walked up to me. I, I'm just, just so you all know, I'm, I'm normally very cool, just calm. No, you know, I'm like, oh, listen, I got this. So I remember sitting on the front row waiting for them to announce the winners. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think I was going to win because all of these other people have been winning other categories like Best Director, uh, Best Screenplay. Um, and so I was like, oh, well, you know what? Maybe we won't. We, I don't think we're going to win. But in my mind, I'm like, we already won just for the fact that we made it here. We're That's a new right. company. We're independent. And we're up against these other names like Megan Good and, you know, names that people know. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm good, Lord. You know, I talk to the Lord all the time. So I'm just like, oh, I'm good. Well, things changed for me when my sister walked past me. She walked past me really slow and she said, get your speech together. The Holy Spirit said you're going to win. Honey, (laughs) all my little calm, cool personality went out the window. I was sweating, panicking. I said, oh my goodness. She said, the Holy Spirit, what in the world? Now I'm panicking and I never panicked. So, honey, before I could even get myself together, I heard them say, and the winner is all in. And I lost my mind. Shut the front door. Yeah. So we won. Yeah, we won. We won. I was so, so excited. So, yeah. So my company, Mega Mind Media, has been doing great things like that. Um, But it comes with a team. Like, it's always a team effort. Um, And so we're really really ready to do big things over the next three to four years. And we're taking a lot of filmmakers with us. Yeah. I want to definitely kind of, like, put a... uh, Sync it all together. How um, you started with um, the the book, the life-changing books. And how Mm -hmm. it morphed into Mega Mind Media. And how you initially started out with just you know, teaching people basically pass on a legacy. You familiar with Dr. Miles Monroe, the legacy of Dr. Miles Monroe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He always yeah. preached legacy, 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 making sure like the next people can uh, uh, carry on, the, pass on the torch, keep it going, yeah. etc. And so like, like your legacy will live not just with the stuff that you personally created, but all the different authors that you help get that material out. That's like it's like the multiplier beyond. I if, if you could put like an ex, um, exponent on it, it'd be like a thousand times, you know. Yeah. So that's huge. And bringing that together now with like you kept you pointed out, hey, it's a team effort. Like I got it started, but your team, uh, you know, is the big deal. So I want to like kind of go back to the fact that you still do that. So while you're creating. with these um, networks, uh, getting new stuff ready to come out on the horizon. You still do these workshops. You're still committed to them. Oh, yeah. You're still going forward with that. Absolutely, because I believe that's my purpose. Um, I think we all, at some point in life, 
have to distinguish between what what is your income producing activity and what is your purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's one thing for me to be an Jill, author. I'll be interested yep. people when they're <laughs> take a note, take a note. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But that's really important. And I and I'll be quite honest, it took me forever to figure that out. So I don't want anybody who's sitting there going, Dang, I don't know my purpose yet. It's okay. Just understand that if you don't know it, you need to figure it out because life changes for you when you figure out your purpose. Um, and I do know that I, that my purpose is to inspire and motivate and educate entrepreneurs. Um, obviously, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, I'm more on the creative side. Um, I've helped lots of people start businesses, but I think my specialty is helping people produce books and to produce content via movie TV series. Um, and that's why I do the workshops often because I get to see people on site hear their story, hear what they want to do, and actually give them direction. Mm-hmm. How does, um, now do you go um, back home to North Carolina at all? I'm wondering, I'm, I'm uh-huh. if your hometown, how does the hometown look at Tressa, like Tressa now, what, you know, how does that work for you? Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, I've, I've, um, I still have a lot of family in North Carolina. Okay. I have a lot of authors in North Carolina, so it almost feels like I never left. Um, yeah I'm there a lot Um, and so you know I think for most people it is no matter where they're from what I get most of the time is how did you do it as Mm -hmm. an independent or how did you do it as a black woman you know because in if you look at the film industry in particular Mm -hmm. 2% of the industry would be black women that's it that's it so most times when you ask people, you know, who do you know black in the film industry, they say Ava DuVernay right. um, or or Issa Rae. Right. Like you, like they're, they're not. A, yeah, they're not a lot of names that you know of when you think about film industry, um, and particularly black folks. Um, I think what is very unique about me in general is that I own all my own content. I own my content. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's why the Tyler Perry thing inspires me so much, uh, despite you all the criticism. Oh, listen, you go ahead. Like, you take it. it. Yeah, take it. Take it. Because oh, I'm ready girl, for it. I, I was um, going to, and I guess I, it's okay to even say that I had already uh, was thinking in my mind in a lot of ways you're a female Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just, and, and I definitely, because I don't use my show to talk about whatever is the new hot button topic, but I'm yeah. pretty sure you didn't see all of the social media with people going ham yeah, over yeah. Mr. Perry. And you know what, since you 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 brung up the name first, I'm gonna segue right into that, and I'm we're gonna wrap it all around, and you know your thoughts about him and everything like that. But in particular, what is your take on the response, particularly with Black Americans and the whole phenomenon with Tyler Perry's latest movie, A Fall from Race? I haven't seen it, um, but I don't think it means that we can't have a discussion because the discussion really lies on their expectations and how they treat Mr. Perry with his content. What's your take on the yeah. whole response behind 
Yeah, so um, I think for me, um, my take on Mr. Perry is twofold. Number one, he's a creative. And number two, he's a businessman. So unless you're able to separate the two and understand the two, you can't even really, you can't, you, you're comparing apples to oranges, right? So you'll have those people out there who are saying, oh man, his content is garbage and he needs to get out the way. He's not doing nothing for, you know, black folk. Well, here's the reality. He, he just opened up a lot of doors and inspired a lot of black people by opening up the biggest studio ever, right? Yep. A, a black man did that. You got to respect that whether you like his content or not, right? Um, the other thing is he just landed a Viacom deal in 2019 mm -hmm. that was absolutely incredible that every person, black, white, Asian, would want to land. You got to respect that too. Mm -hmm. Now, that's all on the business side. Mm -hmm. um, on the creative side, am I a fan of his work? Um, mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't like a lot of the content that he's putting out. Um, you know, even the comment that he said about he doesn't have a writer's room. Well, again, you hear me always talking about team, 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 because I know that I'm not perfect and that I need to be checked. I need backup. If I write something that's not good or doesn't, you know, need could be tweaked, I want somebody else to say, hey, I read what you just created, but I think you should think about this right here or this right here didn't really make any sense. Like, I want that kind of feedback. Mm -hmm. Maybe he doesn't, right? Maybe he doesn't. That's why he wants to be writer, director, producer, trash keeper, janitor, whatever. You are right? You know what? I think the thing with Mr. Well, I've read, I'll say I've read and I've listened to a couple of his interviews. Um, and the thing with him was he said that he actually had a writer's team a while back. Mm -hmm. And when yeah. he applied what they said to his stuff, his ratings tanked. And so mm -hmm. he was like, I gotta be true. Like, regardless of my training or what I don't know, whatever, what I do know is my audience. And yeah. he's like, and I, out of his own mouth, this is what Tyler said on Sway's Universe. Like last week, he said, I write hood shit. He said, like, I write stuff that I know, the people I know, and so I know that audience. So he was like, so I think with him, it's not like he's trying to brag and say, because he, of yeah. course, he's working himself to death if he wearing all the hats, but he's like, yeah. I just can't trust it because people, it, like, I'm thinking of all the intellectuals. Everybody had a doggone blog about it and stuff like that, and I'm like, if he, if he had y'all writing his stuff, it would be highly sanitized. And the people that keep him paid the way he is or get, helped him come up, his true fan base, he would lose them all together. He would yeah. lose them. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I thought about that. I said, that's a good, good point. Like, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but you know, you got, but you see how the two are so different. One is mm -hmm. creative. Mm -hmm. We're talking about audience. And the other is just straight business. This man yep. knows how to negotiate. He do. He knows how to go negotiate. And, and, and people would love to be in his shoes so i think people gotta understand that and just respect it and and know the difference in the two for me my takeaway is own your stuff so all four of the movies that i have created so far they will all be in my catalog forever and when i'm dead and gone my children and their children and their children will eat off of these projects but that comes from owning your own stuff now listen here's the funny thing uh -huh. Owning your own stuff means you got to do a lot of work. You got to invest yep. in yourself to own your own stuff. You got to do that. I think that when you say own, like with, there's a certain level of pride, not on the arrogant side, but there's a pride and a certain, like you at a level where, like, 
quite frankly, I be thinking about like still using Tyler Perry as an example, but you as well, right? There's only so much you probably even entertaining from all the gazillion people that's gonna have something yeah. about your stuff that ain't yeah. really rocking with you to begin with. It's like Yeah, for sure. For you sure. know what I mean? Like I, I own this. Like 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 where was you at when I was shooting free yeah. clothes in the gym? Like, yeah, like yeah. then you're writing your way up out of your level. The more you keep writing, it's gonna be different. Like when I think about like my first album I dropped back in twenty twelve. Like, I'm so judgmental on my own content. I'm like, I won an award for that. Like, I girl, my lyrics in 2012 can't touch 2020. Like, it's so mm -hmm. crazy. So, you know, you see your own growth. So I, I can be critical of it. But, like, I, I don't know if I would really entertain anybody who's not putting out stuff. <laughs> oh, way. yeah. Yeah, you, I mean. Like, on the sideline and want to be a critique. And then the people who wouldn't even put two dollars to a Patreon account, like you, yeah. you built this stuff from the ground up. You well, let me tell you this. Here's yeah. the other thing: people don't think you spot or can notice mm -hmm. when people are being fake or when people just aren't the people that you need to roll with. Like the reality is, um, everybody is not that everybody's not built to go to the top with you. Right, on, eagles and chickens. Come on, yeah, yeah, you just can't do it. And so, even for me, you know, I teach classes regularly, right? And so, people mm -hmm. get the opportunity all across the country to get on my class, on my calls, and these are free. Can we, can we just say free together? Come on, okay, free. Now, guess what happens? All these people get on the calls for free. They learn about, you know, how to get started with their books or with their films. Um, and so they're just listening and they're loving it. I'm getting the DM messages and that's inspiring and I'm really ready to do this now. I've been waiting for five years. Honey, any time that these free calls transition to anything paid, guess what happens? What? 80% of the people drop off. What? But it's good for me because the reality is I'm left with the 20% of the people, which really I equate to the top 1% earners Excellent. of the world. There because yeah so there are very few people who are will really willing to invest in themselves the only reason why i am where i am today is because i was willing to invest in myself and it was a sacrifice there were times where i couldn't do the things that i would normally do financially or yeah. the time you know i couldn't go to everybody's birthday party happy hour this that i couldn't go to all of that stuff because i was willing to invest in myself not only just with money but with time yep. and so i can spot those people now that I'm in a different position. So when people come to me, whether it's at, on a call or at a, at a workshop or a summit, I know the people who are really serious now. And I don't Damn. really give as much time for the people Damn. who are faking. Because, you know, we spot fakers now. Gems, girl. Yeah. I, not in, in my situation, like not just fake, because I'm in transition myself and in a lot of ways. And like when you say sacrifice, it don't when you're not showing up for every single little event or jumping on the bad wagon for whatever is the hot thing, people who are not on purpose um, don't understand. Yeah, they don't understand because they don't. Uh, uh, what should I say? Plan their time and their resources accordingly, so they don't get it when some someone like yourself is streamlined all the way. It's like yo. Like, I can't just, no, nah, there's no such thing as me popping up. Like, girl, you got to be at the blah, blah, blah tonight. No, I don't. Right? No, like, I don't. No, we ain't doing that. Like, I got two pages to write on my book tonight. Like, I can't, like, after you, I got to finish what I got to finish. That's right. That's I know, right. 
you know, when you have your goal for 2020, it's like this. But does that help me get to that? Right, right, right. Yeah, I I don't play those games. I am so serious about what I have to do and what it takes to get there. Like the deadlines and the goals are real serious. Mm -hmm. Um, So speaking of deadlines and and just goals being serious, serious, um, let's flip it a tad. And if now you had sent me a link um, to something and I got a feeling it's still not released. And so this is a part where I want to definitely be a little bit promotional. Are you able to discuss Cause it was on Vimeo, child, and I was like, <laughs> "Girl, I, like, I, I had like exclusive content, yes, the oh. and stuff. Like, what is this, Mama? Girl, that's oh, favor. Like, that's favor. See, listen. when you live a good life, that's what happens. Amen. Listen, um, all it says was ALW trailer. Oh, that's available, wife. Okay, boom. Are you so you able to talk about available? Yeah, yeah. Little yeah. teaser out for the listeners. Call at them. Yeah, and so here's the funny thing. Before I tell you what the story is about, this ties right back into Tyler Perry because Tyler Perry's new show, Sisters, uh, which airs on BET, one of the leads, KJ, um, KJ is the attorney on there. KJ is actually the lead and available wife. And yeah, she's my lead and she is amazing in this movie. Um, also in Available Wife is Terrell Hill, who's fantastic. Clifton Powell. Uh, Roger. Clifton Powell, yes. Girl, yeah, and Roger Guinevere Smith. And a lot of people that go, Roger, who is Roger? That's a Listen, Yeah, Roger was amazing. And so, you know, you mix a little bit of legendary with new and up and coming talent. Right. Um, but Available Wife is just scandalous and so it is one of those movies that is going to do well just simply because people are nosy and we like scandal whether we want to believe it say it or not we love it um and then even just with the title you know you're like you're a wife how are you available um yes and so that movie is going to do wonders um if not coming out until the latter part of 2020 um november 2020 um but it is definitely one of the movies that it's from a book to film adaptation. There's a book out called Available Wife that I published back in 2010. So look how it goes. If you publish something, if you're an author and you want to publish a book, you don't have to do a movie right away. You can wait till later. You know, we did that movie in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, 2019. And it's going to come out in 2020 and live in the earth forever. So that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Girl... All right, so we got available wife coming on out. We got some, and you mix the old with the new. I think that's another to me. I, I, I just the leg, the legacy of Miles Monroe just lives on. That sounds like those. You've been dropping gems all night. I mean, all conversation, I should say. And that's another legendary move. Like when you a new come on the scene and you get to share the screen with people that's been in the game and the stuff that people are learning. It's like it's. I think that's just phenomenal that that you have it like that. That's really awesome. I love it. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love it. 
if you have so now um i'm gonna flip it um, from the latter part of the podcast and i want to just these are like my rapid fire questions so you don't have to be too deep you understand whatever's the first thought um that okay. comes to mind is normally the, the the realest answer not to say you would give a fake but it's like that's what your heart would be that yeah yeah so i'm gonna try to start easy here um first one is if you could work with anybody whether director actor business partner wise who is the first person that comes to mind for you angela bassett oh can i ask why angela right off the bat I, uh just because i think she's legendary classy and she's a black woman honey okay gotcha all right cool check it so now i you you first rescheduled on me because you got some tickets to some big shenanigan gala and stuff. So Ooh, you be hobnobbing with some of everybody. <laughs> so it's probably very normal for you to be moving and shaking with a lot of game um, changing people. But can you name one of the people that you were like absolutely starstruck like before you like went, went over there to introduce yourself? Who was the one that got your tongue? Oh, what, wait, uh, was there anybody? Let's just say that that got chosen. Well, you know what? Here's what's funny. I don't know that I'm more attracted to celebrities. The people that would get my tongue are if you said, hey, this is the head of Viacom. This is the head of Netflix. This is the head because I know that those are the, the decision makers. I'm always um, in awe of the check writers. I always look for the check writers in the room as opposed to the celebs. You best say that. <laughs> Damn, let me interject. So let me interject. Now I'm listen, you can find LA people like I mean stars like anywhere. Yeah. I have told people I have gotten graduated away from and I'm from Chicago originally and I know when we see people we can fan out and when you wanna get but when you get to a certain age group and a certain mindset, I just don't to me, for me to just get a selfie with somebody, I think yeah. I'm just kind of like lame. So I, I was telling somebody, I said, listen, if I meet Miss Oprah, you understand, like like literally, hey, this mm-hmm. is Shanera, it's not going to be, oh, I got a selfie with Oprah. I'm trying to say, hey, ma'am, I have a treatment. Um, yeah, what's the, pro- what's the proper way? Matter of fact, Oprah, can I airdrop this to you right now? Yeah, like, yeah. I, th- that's, listen, y'all ain't never got to know that I did that. Y'all just gonna know once it hit on That's so, right. you feel me? I'm trying to be effective with that, that 1.30 seconds I got with that woman. Um, so, but yeah, here's a funny, so that's how I would operate in that room. But literally, today, ma'am, today, yeah. I'm leaving an appointment, okay? And... The whole, I, that must have been Holy And I'm leaving an appointment. And I, before I pull out my space, I look to the left. Left. And I look at my window. I see this tall, slender, brown-skinned woman. The sun hits the light side of the, the side of her face. And mm-hmm. I look and I said, she looks familiar. Like familiar. Mm-hmm. She hops in her white Benz truck, amen. Pulls, um, buzzes the window down. And then I went full fan. I don't watch a lot of TV. There's literally two shows I'm familiar with, amen, when I do pop on the TV. But I look and I get to yelling as she pulls out. I said, uh-uh, ma'am. I yell. And she said, oh my God, did I hit somebody? I said, you didn't, but I know who you are. All American. And she howled. Girl, cause listen. When you who was see, it? The, do you watch the show All American on the CW? 
Um, I've ha- I've only watched it once because Little Mama was in it uh, once, but I I've not watched it other than her episode. She's the lead. She's the the uh, one who plays mother to Daniel Ezra's character, the guy who's the main character on the show, the football football player from South Central. Uh-huh. She plays the the the, man, the, the mom. She listen. And she's just as gorgeous in person. And no. I'm like, oh my God, that's that sis. Get buddy. Girl, like, <laughs> but it was like I, I had a total fan, like total. I because, I mean, what are the chances? But this is LA. I don't normally do it, but it was exciting. And then I realized, I said, we just left the same casting. Like, you, yeah. like what, what are the chances? She had yeah, I see people in LA all the time. Like when I'm there, it's like, oh, okay, that's such and such, and that's, you know, such and such. Like I saw Jimmy Levine in Ocean Prime one time, mm. and um, you know, for other people, that's not a fan moment or a big moment. But when you realize that Jimmy Levine yeah. has has made billion dollar deals for people, yeah. all I could think about was, man, he just got Dre this beat deal, and he just did this for Jay Z, and he and Puffy's on his line. I'm thinking like. Those are the people I need to meet, you know. Exactly. You know, because I, I think another misconception to people, um, you know, in general, is that when you work in front of the camera because people notice you more, that that is that's the way to go. But the reality is, all of the money is for the people who are off camera. That's, that's where right. the real money is. I can't gems. I don't know how many gems I didn't say. <laughs> I, I was having a conversation with a very good friend of mine. She's an actress to her heart. She's full time and stuff. And I was just telling her, I said, listen, like, we are in a time, particularly if you're a black woman, you cannot afford to not produce your own content. Period. It, it matters not that you are the most highly trained performer. Like, it, it's, it's great to have the tool, right? But since we talk, oh, uh, Oscar's so wide and all of that, mm-hmm. I said, if you want, I think the power tool is if you want them to see how you want to be um, casted and stuff, take what you can. Everything you want is Googleable, <laughs> YouTubeable. Yeah. And make something with these devices, these phones and whatnot. Like, we cannot. And she, you know, it's a lot of self-doubt there. It's like, well, I'm not a writer. And I'm coming out with the right either. But I said, you can't afford not to have at least two out of four burners on the stove going. But if you just going to be doing what all the other million people are doing, well, I'm going to the classical audition. I said, yeah. But again, if we want to use the one or two references, like Issa Rae, Issa Rae, like, literally started bare bones. Like mm-hmm. no yeah. budget, it wasn't low budget. It was no budget. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. I mean, so boom, mm-hmm. like girl, listen. Anyway, like I, so I fanned out, but I really do because at my church, it's big church. Shoot, people are there all the time. But I sure did. I, it was just a joy to see a sister, an actress, doing well, and in our category, we're not yeah. like she. You know what I'm saying? She's a dark-skinned black woman in Hollywood as a lead. Like I be looking at stuff like that. So, oh, I love that. That's important. But don't worry, don't worry, sis, because I'm creating some TV series right now, and we are yeah. going to have some beautiful black, dark-skinned sisters as, as our leads. Okay, on, so don't worry. I got you. I got you. Intentional. Listen, I ain't doing my rapid fire. Because, okay. <laughs> okay. Here's another one. Here's another one for you. Um. So, um, especially being that you are a former educator and you started out your company with um, life-changing books. Um. 
name because there's a phrase you've probably heard, uh, but it's been drilled into my head, and I'm an avid reader myself. He who reads leads. So, um, what is what is the one book that you would say um, was life changing for you or game changer for you that you would want to suggest primarily to the sisters listening? An automatic millionaire. Um, when I read that book, it changed things for me. My financial, uh, my financial uh, situation changed because the automatic millionaire teaches you to become a millionaire over time because everybody's looking for the overnight success. Hmm. But when you read that book, there are ways for you to become a millionaire very easily, and you don't have to lie, steal, cheat, and sell your body to get it. Come on, amen. So we got the automatic millionaire. That's the gem. He who reads. She who reads leads. And, right. and she has the receipts to back that up. Amen. All right. And then the final rapid uh, fire, and this might be a little, I'm going to say a little harder because you have so much going on. Um, but what is the one out of all the things, like I said, it's kind of hard to say this, but it's the decade. It's the decade. What is the one thing that, like, you got to get out this decade? What is that one thing that, out of all the things, that's important to you right now? Oh, I gotta, I gotta learn. If you get the answer today, it might change in the next hour, yeah. but right now. Yeah, right now, I really need to launch my um, entrepreneurial programs for youth internationally. Um, again, when you think about your overall purpose, we all have one. Uh, for me, I feel like I, I am responsible for, for teaching the youth what I know. Um, and so I want to be able to spend more time doing that. Mm -hmm. Well, then that kind of takes away from our last one. Normally, I'm always asking how people are paying it forward, uh, particularly in programs that not not uh, necessarily that you get something out of it you know monetarily mm -hmm. or boosting your platform because I think that's another thing that people get it twisted they always say you can tell uh, you know how people people's true character um, by their giving and what is the giving always attached to a specific outcome so you've mm -hmm. already answered that if it's going to be youth oriented um, yeah. there you go there you go yeah. And that's the gift that'll keep on giving and giving long after we're gone. Yes, indeed. Amen. So let them know uh, how they can get in touch with you. Let's get those social media handles. Come on with us. Yes, yes. So number one, anybody who is looking to write a book or get started on, in their film career, um, the best way is email to start. It's TressaAzarell.com, and I'll spell it for you, T-R-E-S-S-A. Azarel is A-Z-A-R-E-L.com. When you go there, you can put in your email and get connected to me and start getting on my calls and just hearing from me. Um, the other way is obviously social media. I'm on all platforms at CEO Azarel. That's CEO. And then Azarel again is A-Z-A-R-E-L. Hit me up and tell me that you, you got to me through Shatara. Hey, it's all to the good. And uh, man, and I'm going to say this to you. Two things. One, don't you come to my town without letting me know. <laughs> right. If you got to eat somewhere, let me come and eat with you. Yes, you absolutely. You can in the same room. You know, I, I can't break up the flow. You got money deals to make, etc. <laughs> and especially, like, if you consider having some kind of workshop here in Los Angeles. 
specialist. I mean, I got to be there, especially since I am venturing into the same territory. Like I'm switching up, um, moving from the performer's helm. Uh, you know, Ask About Women debuted as a one woman show last year. And now like literally turning that into a media situation is very new to me and turning into a book I is very it. new. So like, but someone of your caliber definitely um, um, leaves a mark on me and let, you know, it's a, it's a beacon of hope. But like I said, in a more practical sense, I'm like, listen, uh, gobbling up all the gems, but the first, the most, the, the the thing that stands out to me is making sure I make sure I have my product ready. Be like in this bare bones yeah. space. I get off the phone with you. I sit right yeah. at the MacBook and get it cracking. Let's get it. Let's get it. I'm telling you. So yeah. So when the the next time, like when you have something seriously like in town, uh, let's make it a point to at least have a, a follow up episode. It doesn't have to be as long, whatever. But letting people know so I can put it on my platforms. Hey, sisters in town, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. I got it covered. I will make sure I do that. Hey, I'm so blessed to have you guys. Get at uh, Miss Tressa. And you have a good evening. I'm so glad it finally happened. Hey, it worked. It worked. Listen, we wasn't going to let the devil defeat us, honey. We don't do that. We don't get down like that. Listen, this right here, If now I know what to do. This happen again. I never yeah. would have thought to do it on here. You are my first iPad recording. So yeah. you know what? I'm, we're always learning. That's right. That's right. Well, I love it. I'm grateful for the opportunity, and I love it. I am uh, grateful to be connected to you now. Yeah. Uh, we stuck together now, sis. Okay. We stuck, and then I'm gonna say this too because. You, even though you might have originally been from North Carolina, I definitely hear that DMV in your voice because I yeah. have a really good close friend named Corinthian that lives in the DMV area. So when I go speak Corinthian, I'll be like, Tressa, where you at? Yep, come girl. see me. Come see oh me. God, and just like my girl Corinthian. And make sure you um DM me when we hang up so that I can follow you. Gotcha. Okay. I will. All right, sis. Have a good night. All right, hug. Girl, okay. you too. Uh, all right, bye-bye.